I ended last week's podcast with a simple question. Are we killers or are we saviors? This is James Walker and welcome to Real Talk Real People. This is the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people to hear what they have to say about the issues and problems we face as a society. Hello folks and thanks for joining us this week. I hope everyone continues to stay home and stay safe. The number of deaths keep continuing to rise in Connecticut as does the number of people who are infected. But there is some good news in that the number of hospitalizations are going down. So it seems that this safe distancing, this stay at home and stay safe message is working. I just wanted to give a quick update on where we stand, or I should say where Connecticut stands in releasing the men and women who are behind bars to prevent the further spread of the coronavirus. And if you've been keeping up with the news, you know that the governor has not um, moved off his position that, that he will not be releasing prisoners, which for the most part, I, you know, like I said in last week's broadcast, for the most part, I'm I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is not releasing men and women who have 30 days to go, 60 days to go, even 90 days to go on their sentence. I'm not okay with that at all. These men and women have pretty much served their time, and they certainly deserve to not be put in further harm's way. Now, I know that the attitude for a lot of people is that, well, they're prisoners, they get what they deserve. And, hey, I get it. You know, there's there's no doubt I get it. You know, no, and I also understand that some of these men and women, if they do get released, they're going to go back and do the same old thing again. It's something I don't understand. But the bottom line is none of them have uh, been sentenced to death. The death penalty has been abolished in Connecticut, so I just don't understand this governor's slow response in separating people and ensuring that they are safe. Not everybody who is behind bars is a killer, is a murderer. Not all of them carry guns and was shooting at people and so forth and so on, and I don't think anyone is advocating for those men and women to be set free at all. We're talking about, um, and one of the really strange things that I find is that some of these people are in pre-trial, which means they haven't even been convicted of anything, and yet they face this uh, potential death sentence. And um, I've been emailing back and forth with Barbara Fair, who has been really um, amazing and keeping me up to speed on what's going on. And her you know, latest email to me is just... It's just disturbing because she points out that, you know, another young man has died. And this, in her estimation, is the third um, person who has died. His name was, uh, twenty. he was uh, Khalid Martin, 26 years old, according to her. And he died two days after the court ordered him to be released. I, I I just don't I just don't understand I don't understand why that man um, is dead and according to the Yale Daily News, as of April 21, the Connecticut Department of Corrections was reporting that they had 303 cases of inmates who are infected, 
And the real problem with that is that they also have 222 correctional staff, people who work in corrections, who are infected. It just doesn't make sense. Not only are you putting the the people who are behind bars um, at risk, you're also putting the people who have to work with them at risk, the healthcare workers, the correctional staff, even I'm assuming maintenance um, people. Everyone who works in that um, space is susceptible to becoming infected. You're listening to Real Talk, Real People, the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people. You know, and you know, another strange thing about this, you know, the American Civil Liberties Union had filed a lawsuit, you know, demanding that uh, these prisoners be released to prevent the spread. And on Friday, a judge ruled that um, they just, the judge dismissed the case, told the ACLU that they had no case. And... I, I, I just don't understand that. Someone in pretrial has died. I mean, come on, folks, no matter how you feel about it, this person has not been convicted. He has not been judged by a jury of his peers. So, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get how this is allowed, really. It just seems, you know, like I said last week, barbaric here. And let's face it, prisons are definitely a breeding ground for the coronavirus. I mean, look how it has spread amongst people who are able to move about freely. In prison, you don't move about freely. You're, I would think it would be almost impossible to stay six feet away from someone else. I think it would be impossible to wash your hands every half hour, every hour, or whatever the case may be. Those things are impossible and law enforcement knows it so I just find this you know I understand that we have to keep them behind bars but I don't understand why the state is so slow in in moving people around And, and quite frankly folks it's not just inmates look at what is happening to our senior citizens almost 50% of those who have died um, from the coronavirus are senior citizens and in nursing homes. And I, I just find that that's crazy. And and the slow response in moving seniors to places um, where they will have more space and will be safer is just, it's, it, I don't know, it's it's like a tortoise is um, leading, leading the charge here. And when you think about it, you work all your life, you get to a senior citizen home or a nursing home where you feel that you should be safe. Can you imagine those people who are 70, 80, 90 years old and they have had their lives taken away by some virus that people were slow to react to? I mean, this really does expose a major problem in not only our prison system, but also in our nursing home situation. It just really shows how the lack of staff, etc. And it just shows that people who seem to be confined, whether that is 
legally, uh, such as with prisoners or with uh, people who are just confined, like to nursing homes, just because of their advanced age, they're not given much thought at all. I, I mean, not at all. And, you know, for this to happen, for people to actually end their lives, get to the end of their lives, and not even have the um, comfort of having uh, their loved ones around you, uh, around them, is, um, it's, I, I, I would have to say that that's pretty devastating. And, you know, like I said, this is all just a, you know, just a terrible response by the state when it comes to the inmates and, nursing homes. The and to people who are to getting them to safe spaces has just been ridiculously slow. And that is something that we need to continue to keep our eye on and um, keep the attention focused on those who are who are so vulnerable and um, that certainly is senior citizens and in in most cases those inmates also you've been listening to real talk real people if you would like to be on the show have a comment about the show or perhaps you have an idea that the show should explore give us a call at 203-605-1859 or email us at realtalkrealpeoplect at gmail.com and remember start your Sundays with my column in Hearst, Connecticut newspaper statewide and start your Mondays right here at Real Talk, Real People. Have a good week, folks. We'll talk again next week.